Amen. Today I want to speak very briefly on what I titled the urgency on a new on a new generation. The urgency. Can I bring this thing down? Is our church? Nobody's marking us. They did this stand way. <laughs> the urgency on a new generation. The urgency, the need. Not just need, the urgent need of a generation to arise. Darkness is closing in on us. Celebrate my friend, Mr. Wally Fajano. God bless you. Darkness is closing in on us. The Bible says darkness shall cover the earth and cross darkness the people. There is an urgent need for a generation of believers to arise. People whose hearts are steered. Listen to me closely. People whose prayer life are on fire. People whose sensitivity is sharp. People who hear the meditations of the heart of God. Before he says it. There's a need for a generation. There's a need for something beyond the ordinary to begin to take place. We have seen a lot. We have heard a lot of grammar. There's now need for men to see God. Men have heard us speak about it. The story is getting too much. That's why there's so much doubt and so much unbelief and so much questioning. There's so much embarrassment in the body of Christ because there is a need for men to see. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 4, he said, except they see, they will not be. There's a need. I call it what? An urgent, we are in an emergency situation. You can't sit back anymore. You can't sit back, fold your legs, fold your hands, and sit on the pew anymore. It's time for you to get up and be something for God. Are you following me this morning? Young people, that's why we have a lot of young people here. The Bible says the glory of the young is their strength. Is their strength. There's a need. The greatest need of God in every generation is the need of men. The greatest need of God in every generation. When God looks down on a generation, what he's looking for is a man. When I say a man, I'm not meaning man as in male sex. I'm meaning man as in human beings. When God looks down, he's looking down for sons and for daughters. The greatest need of God, let's write that down, is the need for men. The only limitation God has is the lack or unavailability of men. God has limitations. God has what? Answer me now. God has limitations. There are things that God cannot do by himself. Says the heavens is the Lord and the earth. He has done what? There are things that God cannot do by Himself. I know you know. Like to, you know we like to feel like, oh God, you are God alone, all by yourself. I understand. But He's God all by Himself, and that's why He needs you to show the world that He's God. The greatest limitation of God in every generation is the unavailability of men, usable men. When I cried because the Lord used me, He said, "Be usable." God has nothing holding back His power, holding back His grace for what? When I say, "Lord, I'm available for You," then He begins to pour out Himself into me. The 
the greatest lack and the greatest mystery of God is the limitation of man. The scarcity of the power and the glory of God in any generation is not the deficiency of God in that generation, but the scarcity of usable men. The scarcity, this scarcity, scanty of the power of God and the glory and the wisdom of God in a generation is not because God has depreciated. It's not because God is no longer powerful. When you are shouting, bring back the old, there is no such thing as the old good days with God. The path of a just man is supposed to shine brighter. There's no such thing as God used to be very powerful in those days. In the We are in the Bible days. Ha -ha. There is nothing that God has done that he cannot do again. God is not weaker. You know when you read those stories and you see how God parted the Red Sea? Some of you are really wishing that God would just part the Red Sea now and scatter everything. Say, Lord, lay a stones upon the politicians. Let us rock demolish. Lord, remember what you used to do in the past? Let the walls of Jericho fall flat. Let the Assyrian hammer. You know, you, 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 could pray, you, you are thinking of all those things in your mind. Something is, 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 where is God looking? The scarcity of the power of God in a generation is not a deficiency of God. It's a lack of men. Today you must arise. Today you must decide that you'll be different. Are you following me? You must decide that your life will be different. You must decide that your life will be different. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9, very quickly. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9. Man is God's strategy. If you're there, please, quickly. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9. Man is God's strategy. Man is God's method. Yes, please. For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them. Thank you. What did the Bible say? What's another translation? Another translation. What's New Living Translation? The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed. Thank you very much. Another translation. One more translation. One more. Another one? Anybody, anybody with um, good news or amplified? Easy to read, yeah. The eyes of the Lord goes around looking in all the earth for people, for who are faithful to him. So that, did you see that? Did you see that scripture? It says God is doing what? He's searching around. God is looking left and right. He's looking for men. There is a search going on in heaven right now for men. Man is God's only resource. You see, God does not use technology. Man uses technology. God uses man. Are you following me? God, look at my friend Kelvin playing the piano. God does not anoint keyboard. God does not anoint the piano. God anoint, what places an anointing on the pianist? And there are pianists here who can play the piano and the sick will get healed. That was what David was doing when he played the harp over Saul. And perhaps the demon will leave. Could we have those days again? When without a preaching, just the music and healings are beginning to take place. Now, if he's anointed with the glory of God and the power of God and he plays and there's healing, if he gets up from that keyboard, somebody else 
Who's not anointed comes in expecting the same thing to happen? What happens? Nothing. Because the anointing is not on the keyboard. The anointing is not on the microphone. You see, the anointing is not on the white suit. The anointing is not in the way you, you squeeze your face or you frown your voice. Or, you know, some people think that if you sound like somebody, because maybe Pastor Adebo is your pastor or Bishop, and you think that if you just say, yes, my friend, you think, you think that it doesn't, it doesn't, you can speak like a feeble man and the glory of God will fill the whole place. God is in search of men in different facets, different industries. God is in search of people. Are you following me this morning? I said man is God's only resource. Now listen to this. God will not do anything until he has found a man. Genesis chapter 2, quickly. Genesis chapter 2 verse 5. God will not do anything until he has found a man. Why is God not doing anything? He has not found a man. Are you in James chapter 2? Verse 5. King James, please. Somebody read King James for me. And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field, before it grew, for the Lord God has not caused it to rain upon the earth. There was no man to till the ground. You're asking God, why is there no revival in our church? He has not found a man to till the ground. Why is there no revival in our communities? Why is there no revival in our houses? He has not found a man to till the ground. When God finds a man, the rain will fall. When he finds a man, he finds one man. If he finds you today, Pharaoh, if he finds you today, if he finds you today, Damidola, if he finds you today, Kingsley, if he finds you a man, there is no reason why God is withholding his power. There is no need. If he finds a generation, he would pour it out. Come on, say, Lord, find me. Lift up your right hands. Say, Lord, find me. Number two, God will not do anything until he tells a man. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. Quickly. God will not do anything until he has found a man he can tell. Are you in Amos chapter 3 verse 7? Who wants to read for me very quickly? Yes, you can. Okay. Surely. Did you hear that? What did you say? Say it again. The Lord God will not do anything. What? He reveals his secret to his servants, the prophet. Thank you. Sit down. God will not do anything until he has found somebody to confide in. What is it, Lord? Find me. How many of you want to be able to hear this? You see all this prophecy that people are coming as in Nigeria, PDP, APC. How many of you felt embarrassed? How many of you were embarrassed? Say, God, why can't you just keep quiet? How many of you said you were embarrassed? And that the physics of this world now brings them out and begins to rubbish them. Unbelievers, I say, look at your pastor. And you are, you are, you are, you are, you are pissed. How many of you sincerely, you, are, you want God to be able to tell you things? Let me see your hands. Tell, let me see your hands. God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, how will I do something and not tell Abraham? My Abraham was not a pastor. Abraham was a farmer. 
Abraham doesn't have a pulpit. It's not about a pulpit. It's about the relationship. How will I do such a thing and I will not tell Abraham, my friend, and God came to visit Abraham. Abraham washed the feet of God. Some people are shouting that because somebody says, because he ate breakfast, God needed breakfast. Me, I know that. The Bible says Abraham washed the feet of God. It's in your Bible. And two, he came with two angels. The two of them were going to go and destroy Sodom. And Abraham stood in front of God and said, don't destroy Sodom. And God says, if I find 50 people with God. You see, God is not waiting on everybody. He's waiting on one man. One man is enough to salvage the generation. One man. God will not do anything until he has found a man to tell. The third one, God will not do anything until he has found a man to pray. God will not do anything until he has found a man to pray. Ezekiel 22 verse 30, quickly. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. I need your heart to be stirred this morning. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. I'm going to pray soon. Are you there? What does it say? Did you see that? I looked. Did you see? You keep saying that coming up. That God says he's looking for. He's looking for. He said about David. He said, I have found David. Did you see that scripture? He said, I have found David. Probably a man after my own heart. When he says found, there was a search. He's not stumbled. God takes out time to search. As we're sitting here, God is searching. Hallelujah. God is searching right now. Searching the next person through whom he will show his, he show his power there. Say, Lord, find me. Put your right hand up again. Say, Lord, in the midst of this darkness, find me. You know, I got tired of an ordinary life. I got tired. I got tired of not being, praying for people and they don't get healed. Some of you, you have not you, 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 have, you have not gotten to that point yet. But you must get to that point that you get tired of how your life is now. Because until you get tired, you cannot move forward. You see, if you are still comfortable, you know, if you are still comfortable, you might never experience progress in everything, whether it's career, whether it's academics, whether it's work or business. If you are comfortable with your level of finances, you might never make a progress. God will not do anything until he has found. He said, I'm looking for one man to stand in the gap. He says, if I find one man, I'll have delivered them. Did you write that down? God will not do anything until he has found a man to pray. When God sees a need in any generation, he will send a man. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, the Bible spoke about how God spoke to Moses. And God says, Moses, I've seen my servants. I've seen my people in, in, in Egypt. I've seen how they are suffering. I've seen their affliction. He said, I'm come down. To deliver them, and I'm sending you. He says, I've come down. He says, I've seen, I've seen, I've had, I've had, I've seen, I've had, I've seen all they are going through, and now I have come down and I'm sending you. Most could have said, Lord, if you have come down, why not do it yourself? I mean, I can see it, I can feel it. You are the one who sees all things. And God says, I'm going to send you Moses. I'm going to send you Moses to go deliver them. God is not afraid of what Satan is doing. You see, all these things we are seeing in this generation, we are seeing things going wrong. It doesn't take God time to correct everything. It takes God, man. 
430 years. Israel were in servitude in Egypt. It didn't take him one month when he found the man. 430 years of slavery can be over in one month. And God finds a man. Are you following me this morning? I say, Lord, find me. There's an urgent need for men, men and women, sons and daughters in these days. You don't have to be prophet. I had somebody think about it right now, right now as I was speaking. He said, but I'm not prophet. I'm not prophet. I don't even do all things well. God is not looking for a perfect man. He's looking for a yielded man. God's looking for a surrendered man. A man that has surrendered to him. When he finds a man that is yielded, there's nothing that he cannot do. I'm even though Moses was a stammerer. I'm even though. Let me see. I'm even though Moses was a stammerer. Moses was a stammerer. I mean, he told God, Lord, I cannot speak. I'm a stutterer. I'm a few stammer here. Let me see. Yes. There's nobody stammer. So you guys are more eloquent than Moses. Moses was going to lead three million people, Mary, out of slavery. Three million without microphone. And it was a stammerer. And God did not heal his stammering. He wanted to make a point that is not your eloquence but your spirit. Are you following me? Moses said, I am the one who made the mouth. Three million. Three million people with a stammerer. When you go to leadership schools, they'll tell you that one of the qualities of a leader you know, a leader must be your accent. Rumor. Accent must be, I mean, people must be globally, global, global, <laughs> global um, appeal across board. Communication. You must be able to communicate. Commune. Moses cannot commune. He was Tamrin. Brought out three million people from the bondage of Egypt. Stammering. When those three guys, what's their name? Korah, Dathan, Habiram. When they, when they rebelled against him. Moses wanted to say something. The Bible says he had not even finished saying anything. The ground opened. You know what happened? Moses stood at one corner. He said, if, 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 I am a man, 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 of God, God, God. The said, don't worry, don't worry. We know what was it. We, we open. Don't finish it. God's not looking for prophet people, for yielded people. The five bread and two fishes was not prophet, but it was yielded. It was, not pro- it was not a prophet provision, but it was a yielded provision. The Bible says God loves to choose the weak things of this world. <laughs> he loves to choose the weak things, the imperfect things of the world, to confound the wise. He loves it. That the glory would not be of flesh, but of God. If you are weak today, I mean, there's a vacancy in heaven. Anybody weak? Anybody feeling unqualified? Anybody apply with him? He's looking for weak people. I'm just but a man. He said, all I need is a man. Elias was a man. Nothing but a man. Paul was short. Bible scholar said he was about four feet. Anybody like that here? Four feet. Hmm? inside basket and was comforted. They drop him from the window. Do you know they put him inside basket? Who knows what would have become basket case? Off the window. He entered conveniently. 
The enemy didn't know the enemy there. People that were even the rope didn't cut. Very, very short. They said he's bald. He was short and bald. Paul, the apostle, powerful man of God, short. Is anybody bald there? Say, Lord, if not for my badness, you'll be able to use me. I said to my wife, you know my wife, you know my smuro. My smuro is very bad. I said, I don't mind this badness if I can be this wise. What am I doing with my hair? What did the hair? Is that we combine it? <laughs> what did he have to? If I can be bad and wise, why not? I will choose wisdom over air. Anytime. Any, I will choose wisdom over this air. They say, we're going to give you some, but you won't have it. I said, take it. Give me wisdom. You want to say, score it to be called a I will explain that. That your head is big is no wisdom. Even if it's small, like this, like a salad. You know a salad. And there's brain inside. It's very, very honorable. What am I doing with all that? I don't have to bleach my color to be used by God. I don't have to enlarge anything. Whether I front or back, nothing. There's no need. He's okay with you like that. Elias was a man imperfect. There is no body that God used that was perfect. Not one. Throughout scriptures. There was no one. Paul, not. Elijah, not. Elisha, not. Your qualification to be used is the fact that you are a man. The moment you are a man, you can be used. Someone say, Lord, say it again, say, find me. Say it boldly, say, Lord, find me. Bible says Elijah was a man. Put that down. Put that down. Elijah was a man. Put man in capital letter. I'm going to round up now. Elijah was a man. Put man in capital letter. He was not an angel. He was not a spirit. He was what? A man. Elijah was a man like me and he called down fire from heaven. Elijah was a man like me and he shot the heavens for three years. Everybody that God used were men. He did not look for an angel. All men. Someone say, I'm a man. I can be used. Say, lady, say, Lord, find me. He said, I want your heart to be steered today for something new. Something fresh. And I've given you testimonies over testimonies, but you don't have time today. I don't have time today. I don't have time today. But there are people around you that need a touch from God. If God can find one person in you, it can flow through to their lives. I've seen it happen. I mean, several testimonies overbearing. We even lost count through phone. Amen. Through phone. Another, one, of the, one of the funniest ones to me was when I was woken up from the sleep. My wife was on the phone. There was a demon on the other side. I think I've shared that with some of my friends. The demon shouted, I don't want to talk to anybody. And I was I was half away. You know, Jesus Christ was woken up from his sleep and he calmed the storm. He was not coming from fasting. It was not coming from prayer. It was coming from where? From a deep sea. Mm. Wind. Still. Shh. Calmness. A sleeping lion is a lion. He does not have to wake up any lion parts. Lion. How many of you can touch a sleeping lion? Say because he's sleeping. You will know that there's no difference. I said this, Philip, that one of my daughters in the Lord was trying to cast out a demon in the Bumosho. 
you know, many years ago, and the demon didn't come out. Because she just said, I'm going to call Gafili. Just call me Gafili from campus. I'm going to call Gafili. <laughs> Pastor, let's celebrate Gafemi. <laughs> let's celebrate Gafemi. That's my friend. For many, many years, he was my star on campus, and we are so bonded. Today, we are so bonded. Let's, I celebrate you, my Lord God. God bless you for coming. So he said, he just shouted to the demon. I will go and call Gafili. He said, hey, I will come out. I will come out. I will come out. And the demon came out. She told me, I said, hey, I will go much. They have known me. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Philip, I know. So when that demon said, I said, this is Philip. I reminded the demon. <laughs> and I said to the wife, put your hands on it. In the name of Jesus. Put the phone. The demon went out. And my wife was asking me, through phone? How can you do that through a phone? Demon. I mean, some people, will, the demon will carry them. Real, real life. They are there, real life. The demon will carry them and knock them on the floor. See, I now said, my Lord and Master would cast out a demon even without seeing it. We said, go home. The demon is gone off your daughter. I said, I still need to make contact. I've not grown yet. I got dissatisfied. There are people around you that need the touch from God. It doesn't have to be a pastor. I'm just, I mean, you just ordained me pastor today. And I've not even done any miracle as a pastor. All the miracle I did, I did as an ordinary man. And maybe after I leave here now. I now start doing it, but everything I've done for God, I just an ordinary man. Not because I was a pastor. I was just ordained the pastor today. Dissatisfied with where you are. Are you following me? So you don't have to be perfect. Elias was what? Have you written that down? I'm going to rush through this. Elias was a man. He was not an angel. He was not a spirit. He was imperfect. He was a man. Number two, right now says Elijah was a put A in capital letter. A, man. Your A is in capital letter now. Your man was in capital letter, but now it's your A. What it means is Elijah was not a crowd. Elijah was not many, many people. Elijah was what? A man. A man. You don't need a crowd to change the world. You need one man. Someone says, I alone can change the world. I'm telling you. Joseph was one man. Daniel was one man. Paul was one man. David was one man. Goliath understood the mystery of one man. He says, give me one man. If you give me one man and it, it defeats me, then all of us will be... Satan knows that if he can find a man in the family, one man that defeats poverty in that family, the whole family can be saved. One man. Not a crowd. You don't need a pot of salt for a pot of soup. You don't need a quantity. You don't... What you need is a pinch of salt. Are you following me? Elijah was what? A man, not a crowd. You can go out as one man. One man with God is a majority. Anytime. Anytime. I went out on the emergency with my friends some time ago and we came across a, a mentally derailed person. Everybody, everybody vamoosed. He said, give me the anointing oil. So my friend shifted, everybody shifted back. You are the only one that's always, hey, face, Baba face. Yeah, face it. But a multitude of demons are subjected to the name of Christ. There is no demon, no matter his age. There is no demon that is not subjected to the name of Jesus. There is no health condition. There is no health condition in the world. The Bible says he has given him a name that's above. So find that he has name. Doctor, you can help us. Everything, all these things have name now. They can even form them. And say something, 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 colonialists. 
So far they give you that name automatically comes under the name of Jesus. So if what is doing you today has a name, if they, if they have given it a name, if they don't have a name, then you can say, ah, what's the name? You can want me to go. Please, doctor, what is the name of this thing? Just let the doctor give you the name. That's all you need. All names are under the name of Jesus. Cancer, under the name of Jesus. We have seen cancer healed severally. Fibroid, under the name of Jesus. Heart conditions, under the name of, I mean, I was having, I was, I, I complained to my wife two weeks ago that when I wake up in the morning, I would feel a sharp pain. I just feel a sharp pain right in my stomach. And I've been going like that many, many days. What did I just say? What disrespect is this? I said, stomach, hear the voice of the Lord. Peace be still. And that was it. Next morning, free. Never came again. Never. I could have said it the first day. I felt it. Then I could have said it. I could have said it the second day. So if you wait till it kills you, before you say it, then you have nobody to blame. Speak to your body. Everything has yes to hear. I've said that over and over. Everything. So far, only you. Let them combine, combine. The five kings came against Joshua. God said it's good though. You'll be able to kill all of them once. Because if they did come, you'll be killing them, you'll be tired. Now, just once, you kill everybody. One man, enough. Then the third one, Elias was, put was in capital letter now. A man. What it means is that no matter how powerful Elijah was, no matter all that Elijah did, no matter all the great and mighty things this man did for God, they are worse. Do you know the meaning of that? They are past. Now you are here. Now it's your turn. It's your turn to stand up for God where you are. It's your, it's your turn to say enough is enough with this demonic influence over my family. It's your turn. It's your turn to say enough is enough with this sickness in my body. It's your turn. It's your turn to go back home and say everything that is not working in our family. And begin to speak to it and see it begin to work. It's your turn. Don't say it's my turn. It's my turn to arise in this country. It's your turn to arise in the body of Christ. Not everybody is called to preach from the pulpit, but there is nobody called to sit in the pew. Nobody. God has not called anybody to just sit down in the pew. He says, go and preach the gospel. Whichever way, whether it's through your business, whether it's through the street evangelism, go. And get people say, he says, as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead. Not that a resurrection challenge people are doing. Not that one. Real one. Amen. No resurrection challenge. That's a mockery of the supernatural. Guys, you're not going to do that thing. The mockery. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. You can raise people from the dead. But Jesus Christ can never tell you. He said you can. Are you following me? You can. You can heal the sick. And it doesn't have to be sick persons. You can come into a sick company. And your presence there revives the company. Your boss should know that your presence here is making things work. So the man, the man, Laban told Jacob, he said, I, I can bear record that because of you, God has blessed me. That's how you should be. Someone say, Lord, find me. In every generation, God is looking for men. In every school. Of you, because of you, God's fire will fall in your schools. So far, fair when you. There are people who never, who never, who never, who never recover from that fire. The fire of God. Who laid hands 
the first cancer person, the first cancer patient I prayed for that God healed, I healed that person as a student on campus. The first HIV person I prayed for that God healed from HIV, I healed that person as a campus student. HIV, as respected as that disease. respected as a student because of you God's fire can come back to your family there was somebody who, who came to one of our meetings in law school a brother died and then she backslided you know about that story a brother died and she backslided all the family backslided and then she came to our meeting one of those meetings and fortunately I was all I'm doing that day fortunately I was talking about what happens to a believer when he dies and I says when a believer dies he goes to heaven when the believer dies, is with Jesus. That there is nowhere on the earth that can be compared to being with Jesus. That there's nothing on this earth that is as beautiful as being with Jesus. That when a believer dies, he's away from pain, away from anxiety. And I said, the reason why some of them don't come back is because they don't want to come back. I mean, they don't want to come back. Smitukoso's wife died. And he came home and met her dead. And says, arise, pray for her. She died. I said, sweetheart, you have to let me go. You have to just let me go. I <laughs> said, so, okay, I let you go. And then she went back. There was a man who said, you know, came back to life and he shouted at people that prayed for him. Why did you do that? He was already, he said, he was already going towards the light. He was just, he just started slowing down. <laughs> What's happening? He just woke up back, Ninja. <laughs> Why did you do that for? as being with Jesus. The Bible says to be absent in the body is to present with the Lord. And Paul says, I want to be with Jesus. When I was done with that preaching, she started weeping. She just came. Somebody just forced her to come for that meeting. She said, I come back to you, Jesus. I come. She went back home to her house in Akure and preached. You know about the lady. And preached to all her family members back to the church. One meeting. It was even an introduction. It was not the main sermon. Everybody back saved. One message, one meeting, one man. There is nothing that God cannot do when he finds one yielded man. One, one, one yielded provision, one yielded message, one yielded heart will turn the world for God. You must get tired of just sitting back. You must get tired of sitting idle. Your life is more than your job. There must be something that you are adding beyond just collecting salary. Your life is not a salary life. I used to tell them in law school. I said, call to buy. It's not your life ambition. He said, now nah, I'm called to buy. I can go and die. That's not, there's so much more to do with your life beyond that. There's so much more lives to be blessed. I can't imagine. I get calls from Rwanda. Calls from UK. Calls from London. I get calls from everywhere. People, are there, people are, they send their numbers of their friends to me to have them on my website so that they can read my status. I don't know how far these things go. We wrote a book last year. Maintaining your fire. That book was a mistake. It was a mistake book. Because I was just feeling led to upload on my status. After SLC last year, December. I just said, how can I teach people to maintain this fire? So I'll be uploading on my status. I'll just be uploading things on my status. Uploading things. At... Suddenly somebody just sent me four pages. Of everything I've written. I said, hey, you have compromised. I said, this is a book. This is a book. Yeah, yeah. Let's start writing. Within two weeks, we're done. We wrote that book. Sent it out in four hours. Over 600 downloads. People started calling back. So how do we maintain this fire? This fire is born. Somebody said, I've been crying for the past three hours. I've been crying for Out of that book, maintaining your fire, fireplace was brought it. 
We brought a fireplace. I opened it for about three days. I had over 160 subscribers in about three days. And for nine weeks, I didn't publish it. For nine weeks, people were reading their Bible and praying every day and praying every week. You know, Shaye came all the way from Lagos. Shaye is one of my leaders in fireplace. All the way from Lagos. God bless you, man. And we did that. In nine weeks, you cannot even believe that online prayer can be that strong. I mean, people were under the power of God. That's the reason for that WhatsApp. It's not for this thing I'm using it to do. It's to set the world on fire. Now we have shut down the, the first batch. We have not even published the second batch. We have about 100, 100 people already subscribed. These things can go around the world. You must decide in your life that your life will be different. Whatever you are doing, whatever you are involved in, that this thing must be with a difference to touch the world. God is looking for men. We are going to a terrible time. And the darker the world is, the brighter your light will shine. This is an opportunity to quickly show the world that Jesus is Lord. We are in a very good opportunity to tell everybody that he still healed the sick. That Jesus is Lord. And your God can do it through your life. God can do it through your life. God can do it through your life. He can do it through your job. God can do it through anything. I open my heart to you today. We're closing now. I open my heart to you today. I open my heart to you today. In the name of Jesus, that my life will not be a useless one. That I would fulfill destiny. Somebody praying that prayer. I would fulfill destiny. He can't dead the ashaya. Come on, I need some prayer fire here.